0: tanner hendrickson i'm brandon Kylie. it's bk and ferrario here on 101 esp and right now we are very happy to go out to the brown recruitment celebrity line to be joined by the cardinals broadcaster for bally sports midwest you can follow him on twitter at danny mack tv you can also hear him on the scoops with danny Mac podcast each and every friday i listen to what he does with ben frederickson it is well worth your time dan we appreciate the time as always how you doing this afternoon
2: Hey, I'm doing great. What a beautiful day! I'm concerned about Alex because the Blues have lost five in a row. I hope he's okay. But uh, all in all, life is good.
1: Dan, I told you, buddy, five in a row is nothing because the rest of the way the Blues are just going undefeated. It's just a, it's a, it's a blip on the radar, Danny Mac, and you know that.
2: Well, it was just last week I said I was worried about you, and I figured by. From you know last week to this week, they'd win a game. But what's going on here, Alex? Uh,
1: I would like to blame the BKO, Dan, uh, because BK decided <laughs> to go on a trip to the coast and became a fan of some of those East Coast teams, and I think that had a massive effect on this Blues team.
2: Well, it you know what? When it all comes down to it, when I'm having a tough day, and my wife says, "What's going on with you? What what's the problem?" I said, "BK." Yep,
1: I'm Sir, did, BKO. I did. Dan, I go home every day and my wife's like, why do you look so down? I'm no, like, I just real. did a three-hour show though. with BK. What <laughs> that do you, is fair. <laughs> what do you think I'm dealing with right now?
0: Dan, let's talk a little baseball <laughs> if you don't mind, because I, I'm looking forward to this World Series. It, it's basically going to be five games in the next six days, so we've got a lot of baseball <laughs> over the next week. I, I am fascinated by this Phillies team, Dan. I, they They got in by the skin of their teeth, and now they are potentially three wins away from winning the World Series. How do you handicap this one?
2: I thought Game One, you know, Rob Thompson was awesome with his bullpen. I, I just think that Wheeler and Nola, and they're gonna, you know, get another crack at pitching. Those two guys have to be studs. I mean, they've got to be the number ones that they anticipate them to be. If not, then I don't see them winning. But if they come back and have better starts, then I think they can win. And then I think you got to steal a game where like in 11 where Albert Pujols hits three home runs. And I'm not saying that Bryce Harper has to hit three or Castellanos or Schwarber, but one of those guys, or Alec Boehm, comes out and has just a monster game, three for five, four for five, drives in five, something like that, where one of those individuals steals you a game. Because I think that's how you have to beat Houston when i looked at it and i went position by position i didn't have a lot of things to do this weekend guys except watch kids soccer so i'm such a baseball geek i actually went down the line position by position pitching coach bullpen uh starters manager who had the edge and i had houston having the edge in almost every single category however I still felt like if you could steal a game, which they did with their bullpen in game one, speaking of the Phillies, that you'd have a chance to win. And they did that. Now, can they steal one more game and then have the other two guys talking about Nola and Wheeler give you performances of a lifetime and if that happens i think they win the world series
0: when you look at the cardinals dan and you think back to the team that they had this year and then now you kind of project forward to the team that they're expecting to have as currently constructed for next year what are they missing that you've seen that the other teams that either are still playing in this series or continued playing into the cs what did you see that the cardinals need to add this offseason that you saw from these other contenders
2: I think at number one, you know, I, I mean, there's some obvious gaping holes that they will fix and address. Uh, one being catcher, uh, maybe your outfield, and maybe that's Jordan Walker. Maybe it's, hey, we're going to give Tyler O'Neal one more shot to be the guy that we think he can be. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, I was looking the other day. He's missed almost a full season of games the last like three to four years. I mean, that that's just not going to play. So, you know, there's some things that you can do, though, to rectify those situations. But when I look at why teams win, it's a number one. I mean, Justin Verlander is a number one, and he's swing and miss. And that's what a number one is today in this day and age of baseball. Now, you could say Jack Flaherty is that guy, and I would agree with you when he's right. But that's a what if. You know, maybe you go out and you say, let's go get ourselves that dominant number one starter. And, and it's really easier said than done. I get that. Um, but they're going to have some chips. And we saw with the Juan Soto's, you know, sweepstakes, there's a lot of chips there to be had that a lot of teams love. And the Cardinals have those chips. So I, I think it's a fascinating offseason because they not only have the personnel that, that teams want, in terms of prospects but they're also going to have the ability to spend and when you look at what albert and and yadi did in terms of putting money in the coffers it's it's significant they went from projecting having two point eight million fans to you know roughly three three that's a lot of money and so they they have been historically a team that when that happens They put it back into payroll, and I would anticipate that they do that again.
1: Dan, we've had so many conversations about what this offseason could look like, and it's pure speculation at this point. But the one thing that comes up is, you know, everyone talks about adding that bat. As impactful as that is going to be for the Cardinals, do you feel like they're focusing on a position and a bat, or do you think they're just focusing on that bat?
2: I think it could come, Alex, in one position. I think it may come from catcher. I mean, if you look at going out and get Wilson Contreras, and I'm not saying that they are. I, I'm sure they're going to kick the tires on it. I'm sure there's opinions on it. Of course there are. You, you know, you, you might kill uh, two birds with one stone. I mean, the the thing is, though, about Contreras, he only caught, I think it was either 79 or 80 games last year. He wound up getting hurt in the the Field of Dreams game with his ankle and then primarily was used as a DH. Um, my my biggest question mark with him would be why wasn't he traded at the deadline i mean there there's got to be a question as to why teams would want to add that kind of energetic player a bat and a catcher but he wasn't traded so my, my flag would be up on that one a little bit but i i think the other part of this too is jordan walker is is putting together a very good arizona fall league and is he at the point now where you're saying he's not only at the doorstep but he's he's walking through that door. Or are they gonna say, you know, he's gotta kick down that door come spring training. I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that. I think we'll we'll get more clarity on that as the off season goes. But certainly he's gotta be in your plans at some point next year. He he's there. He's close. He's competing against guys. When you go when you look back at the last two Arizona Fall Leagues, start looking at the rosters and how many of those players have graduated to major league baseball. It is a ton of them, um, a very high percentage. So he's competing against the next level of players and holding his own, and not only holding his own, but 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 you know competing at a high level and putting up numbers. So I, I wonder if they're saying, you know what, are we better off saying that we're going to grow with this kid and not only going to grow with him, but he's, he's going to be a substantial part of what we're doing, or do we go out and get that maybe bench player that could be an everyday player, i.e. Jock Peterson, you know, that type of player that's that's the kind of questions that they have to answer right now
0: dan we talked earlier today this is going to be no surprise to you about the shortstop situation <laughs> and the guys that are available on the open market i think there's three guys that are elite that are available this offseason it's turner bogarts and carlos correa i understand it it's going to come at a cost those guys are going to be 30 million dollars a year for six to eight years depending on uh, what the market ends up looking for f- for those guys Is that a position that you think the Cardinals should or will have appetite to spend on this offseason, given the Mason Wynn situation where he's not too far away?
2: Yeah, I don't think they will because of that. Um, I think that they feel that Mason Wynn is not that far away, and then all of a sudden you're locked into, and and by the way, would I love to see Trey Turner of those guys that you just mentioned, 100%. (laughs) That guy is a stud. He's a great player, and I would love to see him here. Um, and could you shift Mason Wynn to second base? Absolutely. Matter of fact, he's doing that in the Arizona Fall League because there's another top prospect that is playing a lot of shortstops. So Mason Wynn has actually been playing some second base. So it won't be foreign to him if that happened. However, I think that they feel, that they feel this is my guess, that their resources would be better dedicated maybe to another position. But again, stranger things have happened. I, I didn't think that Tommy Edmond would be an everyday shortstop, and here we are. And I also feel that mentioning Tommy Edmond, they feel that he's a pretty darn good player. So there's other gaps to probably fill prior to looking at shortstop. But again, if something falls in your lap, you never say never.
0: Dan, you know I'm a nerd with all of this stuff. I While I was on my way home from, from my trip out to the Northeast, I put together my spreadsheet of all of the players that could potentially be available uh, that could make sense for the Cardinals and free agency. And then I tried to find some guys that might be of interest in the trade market as well. You mentioned the number one starter earlier that you think may- maybe that's a route they could go. How's Shane Bieber sound? Do you think he- he's somebody that could pique the interest for this team?
2: 100%. And, you know, the Cardinals have been a team that will look at the spin rates, and if you look at and I don't know how deep of a dive you did on him, look at the spin rates. They're really good. And so, and again, every team is going to do that, and every team is going to look at the analytical dive on him, but yes, that is somebody that I think would uh, pique their interest, and I think it's somebody that would uh, fit into that rotation. You know, right now, we, if you said that Quintana was going to come back, and I don't think he will now, the Cardinals would be very left-handed heavy, and I don't think they want to be that way. And you have Montgomery coming back. Do they feel comfortable with Montgomery coming back? That's another question. You know, at, at probably nine or ten million dollars, so. Do you allocate that somewhere else? Those are things that they could answer, only they can answer. But it is fun to speculate. But, yes, Bieber is a guy, and I'm with you. I, I look at different guys that uh, I evaluate, and uh, I, I try to do the analytical dive more sure. so than just my my eye test because that's how the, the Cardinals have operated. They've been a very analytically-based team. So if you're out there and you, you dive onto fan graphs or you dive into – the savant, the pitching savant, and those kind of things. Just take a look at those because that's probably where the Cardinals are going to land with those type of guys because that's, you know, t- traditionally here, recent history has been where they go. Dan, we'll get you out of here on this one.
0: Pure speculation. I'm not asking you to speak for the organization. I wouldn't do that. Who's a guy that you'd be interested in that as you were going through some of your deep dives, you said, ah, I'd like to see that guy in a Cardinals uniform next year?
1: Trey Turner. <laughs> My man, know, Dan that we you and haven't I mentioned yet. <laughs> Dan you and I same mindset.
2: If, if you if you said, Okay, Dan, here's the here's the money, go go get anybody you want, okay, I'm going to get Trey Turner. I mean, I, I love him. I, I think the guy is just an amazing player. He's defensively great, he gives you speed, he gives you versatility, he's a you know, he, he's gonna hit for power, he's gonna hit for average, he's gonna have long uh hitting streaks, which he had a couple this year um yeah you can't go wrong with that guy i i would also be intrigued with justin verlander i i would be i i don't know how much i'd be willing to give a guy at that age but i'd be certainly intrigued but if i could go for one position player uh trey turner be at the top of my list
0: dan you're the best appreciate the time as always we'll be listening we'll be watching we'll be following you over on twitter at danny Mac tv we'll talk with you again next week
2: and by the way, everything that I say is probably wrong. Again, we'd be $50 million over budget and probably 50, million or 50 games below 500 But other than that, we'd have fun.
1: Well, Hey, hey Dan, look at it this way. I mean, I'm waiting for Hull & Oates to show up for the Blues to get this thing right. Yes. I've said before that they have them on their team.
2: Uh, you'll never live that one down. No, I won't. At least
1: my coffin's having all
0: that success in a Blue Note okay, uniform. You know it was him. Thomas and Cairo. Appreciate you, Dan.
2: All right, guys. Talk to you next week.
0: Take it easy. That's Andy Mack here on 101 ESPN. We'll let the rewind give you our punishment uh, reveal coming up next here on 101 ESPN.
2: Peloton,
1: let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial.